What is going on, everyone? My name is Barely Allen, and welcome to Barely Allen's Comic Book Cove. I'm Barely Allen, and this is The Cove. Kind of messed up that intro. Uh, this show, we do a deep dive into nerd cultures. Loved nerd cultures for a very long time. So, I, I, and I like getting submerged into them. I don't like one enough just to solely focus on that my whole life. I like every bit of nerd culture. I enjoy anything that people associate with being a nerd. So, figure why not make a show that deep dives into nerddom. And currently we've been going through the Power Rangers series. Been doing a little bit like a crazy person doing a series or a season a day or a series a day, I guess you could say, because a season is a series. Um, we started this one a little, I had a little hiccups with scheduling for today for it, but I'm starting this episode. It is currently 11.53 p.m. on the day that I said I would get it out. So I at least started it at this time. By the time I finish, I, I've been a little chatty today, so I know I'm going to be uh, flapping my gums a little bit too much. But uh, we're, we're going to get right on into it. Uh, Power Rangers in Space, quite a uh, quite a fun series. Um, we ended Power Rangers Turbo with uh, the Rangers jettisoning, jettisoning off into space, losing Justin, not having Justin as a part of their team anymore, and going out into space to try to find um, Zordon, to try to save Zordon. And this is one of the first seasons that there haven't been any ranger changes. Uh, not at all. Except for Zeo. Um, there was no changes whatsoever. Um, but that brought us into Power Rangers in Space. Um, Diva Tox was pulled away, so we know that she's out there in the universe. She's floating around out there trying to take down Zordon with Dark Spectre, um, which Dark Spectre looks exactly like uh, Malagor when he's coming out of the volcano in the Turbo Power Rangers movie. Hmm. They thought we wouldn't notice. A lot of people probably didn't notice. <laughs> um, so let's start going through the plot and we'll talk about it a little bit. Because I feel like it's a pretty good way just to kind of cover what happens in it. And then we talk about some details. Picking up where Power Rangers Turbo left off. Dark Spectre has captured Zordon and is beginning to drain his powers. An assortment of old and new villains praises his victory. But an unexpected figure uncovers his plan. The Red Space Ranger, Antros. Dark Spectre orders the Princess of Evil, Astronema, to eliminate Antros so he can't jeopardize his plans. Uh, that whole fun little, that whole scene is kind of fun. It's kind of like the cantina in Star Wars, but for Power Rangers and for mostly, well, for the Power Rangers universe, but for bad people, for enemies of the Power Rangers. So I think that was a lot of fun to kind of see this place where we have all these characters in there. We have Rita Repulsa, we have Lord, uh, we have Divatox. I was going to say Lord, Lord Divatox. We have Lord Zed. We have Andromeda, who we or Astronema, who we meet in this, and Dark Spectre, and this mysterious hooded figure, who is the Red Space Ranger, and we get to see one of the corniest devices of the whole season, which is the little uh, 
the little hoverboard-esque things that all the rangers have to get to and from, but I do like that they don't primarily travel in what their zords are. So I think that is kind of neat. Um, meanwhile, four of the former Turbo Rangers, TJ Johnson, Cassie Chan, Carlos Valerte, and Ashley Hammond, and Alpha-6 are traveling in a Nasada space shuttle with the intent to save Zordon. They are pulled aboard the Astro Megaship and later encounter Andros. Though initially suspicious and dismissive of the four former Turbo Rangers, Andros realizes he'll need their help to save Zordon and, give them each an astro and gives them each an Astromorpher. Additionally, modifications allow the Nasada space shuttle and the Astro Megaship to combine into the powerful Astro Megazord. The new Space Rangers team then returns to Earth for rep repairs and supplies, but are followed by Astronema. Um, Andros was a really neat character being a human who isn't from Earth, being from a settlement in space called KO-35. Uh, neat character. Um, this is the Power Rangers that I didn't know anything about. So it was a refreshing dynamic. Uh, nice little change. And apparently Andros wasn't even going to be in the original story, but we'll touch on that a little bit more later. Or I'll completely forget about it. Um, I did like the Astro Megazord being from the ship that they all fly in instead of all five of their pieces coming together. I thought that looked really neat. Um, and yeah... Andros over this season kind of has to realize that he can't do everything alone. And the more, the more he realizes it, the more his character develops because power Rangers discovered character development last season. So they're going all out with it now, which I'm not complaining about. It sounded like I was being facetious, but I promise I'm not. Uh, the space Rangers alternate between searching for Zordon and protecting earth from the dark fortress. Astronema seeks to eliminate them via a clipter. Uh, the who's a monster that raised her Quantrons and a variety of monsters. Quantrons are basically the, the season's putties. Uh, Elgar has also been added to her team, but he remains a comedic bungler over time. Allies such as the Phantom Ranger, Justin Stewart, the old blue Ranger from turbo and Adam Park, the original green Ranger in turbo offer the Rangers invaluable aid with Zane, the Silver Space Ranger, emerging from cryosleep and joining the team. New Zords are also introduced. Meanwhile, Bulk and Skull become assistants to the eccentric Professor Phenomenus and join him in searching for aliens. Uh, the Astronomer series is really good. Um, just kind of learning a little bit about her history as it goes along. And we're going to touch on it a little bit more as we start going through the plot. Might as well leave some things to be discovered for those who don't remember. Um, Phantom Ranger. Getting to see more of him is neat. And he remembers Cassie and makes sure to mention her in every message. And her face lights up each time. So I like that little romance that never has anything come of it. Uh, Justin Stewart coming back. It was an okay episode. Felt a little forced, but I, I did see the importance of him being around for it, so I get it. Uh, the Adam episode was really, really good. Um, Adam and Carlos-centric, where we have Adam focusing on helping Carlos because some monsters switched places 
with the Pink Ranger Cassie at the same time as Carlos was going to attack the monster. So he ended up attacking Cassie and was ready to quit being a ranger and everything. And Adam starts to train him and doesn't work. And you find out Adam's been holding on to an old Morphin power coin, the ones that were blown up. He's still got that, and he hangs on to it as a just-in-case. And Alpha, like, flips his fucking lid. So that's pretty good. I, I really enjoyed the Adam episode. It was a good one for Carlos and for Adam. Nice getting to see him kind of return into the into the series a little bit. Uh, Zane, the Silver Space Ranger. A pretty good sixth ranger. I like him, especially because they didn't just rely on him every fight, though he did seem to end up showing up for more, most of them. Uh, his powers needed a little bit of a supercharge because he was in hypersleep for too long after getting injured because there was some kind of arrangement that allowed there to only be a red and a silver ranger. And somewhere in the universe, Zordon was cool with only two teenagers with attitude protecting instead of all five. But the, the it, was, it was kind of neat. He did have his fun little vehicles. Um, he didn't have the annoying hoverboards like everyone else had. He had a really cool jet cycle type thing, kind of like the VTOL bikes in GTA and uh, Saints Row. But he was, he was fun. I like that he wasn't able to hold his powers for a while when he got started. I think that was a nice little story aspect. And touching on everyone being fed up living in the same place. Because as undervalued as that was as a child on my end, it is so true with living with friends. Everyone gets annoyed with each other. And they can't seem to get past it. So I definitely, definitely enjoyed uh that aspect being touched on in the show. Um, and Bulk and Skull kind of finding a role with Professor Phenomenus felt like they were really pushed off this season. More like Paul Schreier and Jason Narvi still said they wanted to be in the show, and they're like, oh, fine, I guess we can do this with you. Though they did have a nice part in the end, but we'll, 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 we'll get there. We're almost there. While dedicated to finding Zordon, Andros has another quest, finding his sister Carone, who was kidnapped by Darkonda when they were children. Over time, Andros discovers his sister was kidnapped by Darkonda, the arch-rival of Ecliptor, who has multiple lives. Much to Andros' surprise, it turns out that Carone is Astronema, who was raised by Ecliptor to be evil. Andros is able to convince Astronema of the truth, and she defects with Ecliptor's help. Unfortunately, just as quickly, she and Ecliptor are both recaptured and reprogrammed to follow Dark Spectre. Did not see the Corona and Astronema thing coming. And I usually pride myself on being able to see things from a mile away. And maybe it's because it's Power Rangers and I'm not looking into it that much. Because if I do, it won't make for an interesting show. You know, I mean, it's it's nostalgia for a reason and it's not so i can watch it super critically at 27 so i've started to let some of that stuff go and i was very surprised with the corona and astronema at last moment you kind of start to figure it out but i feel like that story is still kind of covered up when zane crosses paths with her, with her and they both like kind of have a thing for each other when she's just straight up evil still uh, so that was that was a very nice surprise. I'm sure people are listening to this and are like, how did you not see that fucking coming? Uh, 
suspended in disbelief for once. It was fun. Um, Darkonda, Darkonda and Ecliptor have this fun little rivalry, and Darkonda can make Ecliptor merge with him to make this weird mismatched monster. <laughs> um, so Ecliptor fucking hates Darkonda, which makes for a uh, a unique banter between minions of the main bad essentially cuz Ecliptor works for Astronoma and yeah they were there was a part where Astronoma was living with the rangers on the ship for an episode or two, and then she was taken back by Dark Spectre, and he redid his hold on her. Uh, the reprogramming of Ecliptor worked excellent at first, in returning him to being completely hostile towards to the Space Rangers, but the reprogramming also seemed to fade a tiny bit towards the end of the season, largely due to Ecliptor's intense hatred for the treachery of the Psycho Rangers. On the other hand, Astronema had become more evil than ever, as she not, not only wants to destroy the Space Rangers, but also Dark Spectre. To that end, she unleashes the Psycho Rangers. Psycho Rangers were a very fun aspect of the season. I love the design for them. Kind of reminded me of the 2017 movie design. And... The fact that they kind of downloaded all their info was a nice touch. And everyone dedicated to switching suits to get around them. When they were all blue that one episode, that was kind of fun. Um, nice to see all them blue rangers running about. But for that same reason, it made following the fighting styles hard from a fan's edge, too. I wish there was something little thing so we knew. The five robotic and borderline insane villains possess great power, which secretly comes from Dark Spectre. Every time they fight, Dark Spectre is drained of power and grows weaker. Individually, each Psycho Ranger is too powerful for their Space Ranger equivalents, but the Psycho Rangers are not as good with teamwork as the six Space Rangers are able to overcome the Psycho Rangers with a great deal of effort and teamwork. Soon after, the Rangers suffer setbacks and see the two that see the two Megazords destroyed, which are Delta Megazord and the Mega Voyager. So those are the non-ship Zords. The Delta Megazord was from uh, Phantom Ranger. He gave it to them for them to use. And the Mega Voyager was a special Megazord that they went out to go search for. The the Psycho Rangers, their hubris ended up being the downfall of them. And they were each went against the Rangers one by one. It didn't work. And the Rangers did end up like overcoming them each time with pretty good ease. It ended up being so that was a nice little underlying message about working together as a team. Everything culminates in the two-part finale, Countdown to Destruction, when Zordon is nearly completely drained and the Dark Spectre orders the villains under his command to attack the entire universe. Across the universe, the Alien Rangers, Phantom Ranger, Blue Centurion, and the Gold Zeo Ranger 
and KO-35 rebels are defeated and captured. The Space Rangers struggle to defend Earth, but are overwhelmed and forced to retreat. Even Zane and his Zord, the Mega Winger, are no match. Every time they said Mega Winger, it sounded like he was saying Mega Wiener, and it was making me crack up way too much. Uh, getting to see Trey come back as Gold Zeo Ranger is a lot of fun, even though we only see him in his suit. Blue Centurion, always fun to see. And the other Rangers as well, the Phantom Ranger and the Alien Rangers. Always nice to see all of them in action. Kind of kind of adds some more levity to the, to the world. This is definitely a battle for the ages that happens in the end of this season. It's very good with Astronema doing a very tactical multi-point attack on everywhere. I mean, she is attacking all these rangers at once. And she's got all these people charging in on Earth towards Earth. So, or towards everyone. And the space rangers have no clue what to do. Which they shouldn't because they... That there's nothing for them to do. The treacherous Darkon that kills Dark Spectre, who the, returns the favor before his own death, leaving Astronema in command as the Queen of Evil. Even and that was Darkonda's last life, so that was the end of Darkonda. Thank God. And Astronema with her red hair getting too powerful is a little. Eh. While Andros boards the Dark Fortress to appeal to his sister, the remaining five Space Rangers engage in one last fight for Earth and are even joined by the citizens of Angel Grove, with Bulk and Skull leading the charge. Astronema demands that the five Rangers give themselves up and, and that the people of Earth show where the five Rangers are. And instead, Bulk steps up and he's like, I am the Blue Ranger. And, uh... Skull did the I am the Black Ranger. And he just had all these random people saying that they were Power Rangers, which is nice. I always like those when episodes of vigilante or superhero TV shows do that, where the power of their influence has reached the people of the city so well that the people of this city are ready to stand up and fight for what they believe in. So I think that's really neat. Um, I always like that. On the Dark Fortress, Andros finds Zordon, who requests his energy to be shattered. Doing so will release good energy that will destroy the forces of evil and save the universe, but also kill him. Talk about a Sophie's choice. My God. Zordon could mount plenty of teams to take over for it, but that's not the greater good. That's not what Zordon's about. So that was a fun, a fun epic struggle that uh, Antros had to do with himself, too, about whether he should do it or not. Following battles with Astronema and Ecliptor, Andros has no choice but to comply. The many monsters are subsequently turned to dust by the energy wave, including Ecliptor. While Lord Zed, Reed Repulsa, Divatox, and Astronema are changed to their normal, into normal, non-evil humans. Lord Zed and Reed Repulsa look at each other and they smile and they just start dancing. And Divatox is cheering that she's human wearing a flowing white dress. Because she's all good now. With the universe now safe, TJ, Cassie, Carlos, Ashley, and Alpha Six intend to settle down on Earth. 
Though initially intending to remain on KO-35 with their people, Andros, Zane, and Karun decide to join their friends on Earth. Really fun end of the series. It was... I mean, the the good having to wash over was a little... Uh, a little ridiculous, definitely. But the... way that everything was kind of told... The good battle being had by a villain for once. The strategy being shown instead of just let's throw a random big monster at someone the whole time. It was really well done. I, d- I definitely enjoyed this a good amount. i p- probably say the Power Rangers in space might be my favorite as is right now. But Zeo's still pretty close in a second. Well, I didn't like the hoverboards necessarily. I did like that they weren't part of the Zord. I liked the Astrum uh, mega ship, uh, and the space shuttle combining into the Astrum Megazord. I was not crazy about the Mega Voyager, the special Megazord that they found. That everyone drove like a separate piece of the Zord, but it was still a, a assembled to be a Megazord. TJ had the missile piece so i only wonder does he is he in the middle of the missile where he can't see anything or is he in the head of the missile and it's a suicide missile that i couldn't get over it was bugging me uh the suit designs are really cool they're like what turbo should have been they got rid of the annoying parts of turbo which were the headlights and the push bars on the helmets uh they had the colors of everyone on the chest which i thought was pretty neat having the five main ranger colors on everyone's chest and then, you know, Silver Ranger had to have five green squares instead because they want you to feel like he's Tommy Oliver without being Tommy Oliver. Um, it was it was really well-written, cool suits, cool swords. Um, the original pre-Bible for In Space was drafted before the start of Power Ranger Turbo's second half was placed online in June 2011. The first half includes synopses of the Mega Ranger episodes with a mix of Japanese names and intended U.S. names and a breakdown of how much Sentai footage was usable. There is a list of weaponry and zords introduced, how often they appear, and the monsters and how they are destroyed. It then goes on to set out the plans for the in-space adaptation. Astronom and Andros were not initially in there, with the Phantom Ranger finding out about Dark Spectre's plan instead. And Justin was going to remain in the team. Glad they didn't do it that way. Um, Instead of losing their powers in base at the end of Turbo, the Rangers would be given their space powers by Demetria so they could head into space and save Zordon. Their spacecraft would would have had a limited power supply and could only be recharged by the power chamber on Earth, forcing them to keep returning. Otherwise, they would hop from planet to planet, encountering new and returning villains and picking up clues for Zordon's whereabouts. Divatox was still going to be the main recurring villain, with Ecliptor as her new second-in-command. Bulk and Skull formed a volunteer citizen force group to try and protect Angel Grove while the Angels were away. The Silver Ranger was the subject of debate as Saban were unsure if they wanted to use him. Definitely feel like they should have went with some of that stuff. Like the Citizen Force group, get rid of the alien Professor Phenomenus guy, and let Bulk and Skull be heroes like they want to be, especially with the arcs that they've been going through these past couple seasons. Um, 
That would have definitely been Power Rangers Star Trek, though, so I'm kind of glad they didn't end up going that way because I, I liked what we ended up with. And Astronomer and Andros were really good points of the story. You had to develop Andros entirely as a character and show the new dynamic of these characters. And it was, it was interesting because then once you finally think feel like you know enough about Andros... Then Zane, his buddy, wakes up from cryosleep, and the Rangers just discovered his body then. They'd never seen it before. So it's just like this air of mystery that kind of hangs around him. His hair was ridiculous. It was brown and blonde vertical streaks. So <laughs> do with that what you will. Um, the, what do you call it? The Mega Battle Ranger suit. I thought that was pretty cool that the Red Ranger got. It so obviously looked like a toy whenever they used it, but you brought up like that missile targeting system, which was uh, pretty useful against the Psycho Rangers. Hmm. Oh, the United Alliance evil of Evil had Lord Zed and Rita Repulsa's group. Which has a bunch of monsters from there. The Machine Empire is back. Divatox's Space Pirates are back. Like, that's a shit ton of people. I'm, I'm telling you, this list is probably like 35 to... F I think it's like 60. I think there's like 60 people here, probably. So, I think that's really good. Um... Ooh. That was um, that was really good series though. I'm very glad I worked through Power Rangers in space at the rate that I did because I am glad that I get to sit here and still reflect on it a bit as I'm doing this uh, podcast late at night. Um, I I wasn't crazy about Tracy Lane Cruz in the season. If we had to go to a favorite ranger for the season. Who is a favorite ranger in the season? I think I'm going to go with Carlos. Carlos is Black Ranger again. I like bringing back the Black Ranger. Getting rid of... Er, get, uh, he was the Green Ranger this time. I did not like getting rid of the Black Ranger. I wish he would have kept the Black Ranger. But I really like Carlos's arcs. I thought they were really interesting. So I gotta say, I think favorite Ranger goes to Carlos. Uh, favorite design. They were all literally the same design for their outfits. So I, it's either I liked the Six Ranger more or I didn't. And I didn't. It was too sparkly for me. Um, I knew once they called him Silver Ranger that I wasn't going to like him because <laughs> of the color scheme, but that's, that's just how I am. I have a silver car and I think it's the most boring thing in the world. I can't do it. Hmm. Favorite Zord was definitely the, uh, actually it was the Delta Megazord. I thought that was really cool coming from Dark Spectre or from Dark Spectre coming from the phantom ranger it looked a lot like 
the dragon sword mixed with a mega sword is kind of neat looking. This is definitely my favorite sword, but I did really like the extra mega sword too, so that's a hard one to pick. Favorite villain probably would have been any one of the Psycho Rangers. I thought that was good. Or the redemption arc that we got for Corone and then it got snatched away from us. Corone slash Astronema. Um, it was a very good redemption arc. And there was a certain point in there where I, where I thought they might have broke their no-killing thing and had Andros kill someone to figure out more about where Corone had went. Um... So kind of being on the fence about that the whole time and not knowing where that was going to end up was really good because I, I did seriously doubt that Power Rangers might go dark for an episode and Andros might be, like, torturing people to find out where his sister went. I mean, dude kept a body of his friend in cryosleep for two years and didn't tell anybody. So... Uh, I, I, I like the little battling of Decca and Alpha... I like getting rid of Alpha's old, hey, yo, man, what's going on, Rangers, voice, and instead just giving him kind of a childlike sounding voice. This is kind of neat cause it's kind of like Maki almost at times, especially when he's like whooping the ship's ass in chess. So I, I definitely like the Alpha voice this season. I just... Between the Silver Ranger and the uh, Phantom Ranger, there wasn't really regular help for the Rangers this season. I think that Phantom Ranger showed up like twice to help, but beyond that, Silver Ranger definitely helped out more. So I think we I think we got to give it up for Zane a little bit more than we got to give it up for Phantom Ranger. But the air of mystery that surrounds Phantom Ranger makes him so cool. Like, I feel like that's what makes him even more neat. And I hope I get to see him more in Lost Galaxy. I really, really do. I'm very excited to see how they're going to transition from all the bad in the universe being taken out. So, very, very, very excited for Lost Galaxy. Because they're, they're getting way better at continuing story. And having stories being continue being told from one series to the next and not having to completely start to retell that story again accepting that hey if you're still watching at power rangers in space you're dedicated to the series they got you hooked so i, I like that they are not trying to recap everything all the time and instead they're just kind of flowing with it and this this season didn't feel like a villain of the week kind of formula it was, it definitely was, but the way that they wrote it and how systematic it felt made it feel like that wasn't the case. So, high, high props for Power Rangers in space. I was talking to a friend that said that that, that was uh, their favorite of the series that they watched and one of the last ones that they had watched, but definitely enjoyed it a lot. So, I'm glad I got to see that one. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and I know you're not supposed to talk about Power Rangers as fun necessarily, and I know it's a bad describing word. But it's accurate, because that's what I had. I had fun watching these ones. I was very pleased with most of what I saw. Let's see, how far are we on episodes here?
dead air will I add? Two hundred and ninety-three episodes in currently. So I am about a third of the way there. I think the total number is we'll just keep counting real quick. But I am thankful that I'm doing I was worried that number was gonna be like one forty right now. Adding up numbers on a tiny keyboard. I'm excited for Mystic Force because that's only 32 episodes. Oh! There's five seasons in a row with 32 episodes. I think they're supposed to be over 900. We're going to double check though. I think it's 951 episodes. <laughs> Yikes. So 293. We're doing pretty good. That means we have... Six hundred and fifty-eight episodes left. I think I can do it. I think I'm gonna make it, and I think whoever picks the last one in my giveaway will be the person that ends up the luckiest. So please, please make sure you go do that on my Facebook page. It's gonna be done way sooner than you think because I'm doing an up a series a day. While I have hopes of slowing down if I need to at some point, I might not. So this will definitely be done before Thanksgiving. Make sure you get your picks in today. Head on over to my Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash barelyallen93. The link is in the description. Head on over there. Pinned post right at the top of the page. I've been updating it with where I'm at currently in the series. Go to that post, comment on there. First come, first serve. No one has taken anything other than time for so far. So there's so many other choices. And there's only becoming less and less choices as I make it through them. Go on there, submit, win a Lord Drake on Lightning Collection figurine from the Power Rangers comics, the character of Lord Drake on. It looks really cool. It's awesome for anyone's collection. And the Lightning Collections are all the hot craze right now. For those of you who don't know what the Lightning Collections are because you're just not that big into Power Rangers, definitely recommend going to check them out. They have some really cool uh, display-type figurines and whatnot. You can buy a White Ranger helmet for $70. I think for like $50 or $60, you can buy all the Power Coins. There's some really cool things, and they're pretty affordable as far as that stuff goes. The fig most of the figures are like 20 bucks. So I definitely recommend checking them out if you're looking for some cool Power Rangers apparel. But if you want that perfect piece of your collection for free, 
100% free. All you have to do is listen to my show to make sure you know when you win and who won. Do it, man. It's great. I love it. I highly recommend it. Because it's... I, I'm buying one for myself as well, definitely. Because it looks awesome. But take advantage of me. Get one for yourself, too. Come on. Do it. Seriously, if you're just listening to this, you're like, other people have probably guessed by now. I can assure you they have not. Please do it, because you will... I, I want you to win something. I want more people to potentially win something. It's worth it. I've also been doing another show on YouTube currently for you to go check out. Um, I have links to that on my Facebook page. Again, facebook.com slash barelyellen93. Link is in the description. Click on there. You will see got uh, links posted, YouTube links posted for my new show, A Token Guide to Surviving the Apocalypse. COVID-19 and all the other random things that have almost destroyed the world this year have left us with the death of one very important thing, and that is sitting in a smoke session with friends and being able to shoot the shit. So we are bringing that magic back to you on YouTube. Check out any of my episodes labeled A Token Guide to Surviving the Apocalypse. Like my page on Facebook. That's where you'll see me updating about when I'm doing new shows, when I'm doing those live shows. If you're interested in being on a token guide to this, surviving the apocalypse, let me know. If you're interested in being on this show, Barely Ellen's Comic Book Cove, let me know. The Power Rangers isn't forever. I will be going into other things, and I need other experts to keep this show going with me. Uh, I don't think there's anything else for me to announce. Uh, go ahead and toss me a follow on Twitter. That's at Barely Allen. Again, link in the description. So make sure you see all this great stuff I got going on. Take advantage of this giveaway because someone needs to. And if I start to get a little bit interested in that one, maybe I'll do a little giveaway on the YouTube channel. On the token guide to surviving the apocalypse. Who knows? Anyways, neither here nor there. Thank you, all of you, for coming out. I super appreciate each and every one of you that decides to sign on to listen to me ramble and talk about damn Power Rangers. I, I appreciate every single one of you. Mrs. Allen appreciates it because she doesn't have to hear me talking about it as much either. So she is super thankful for all of you. We are going to get going on Power Rangers Lost Galaxy the moment I stop this podcast to try to get back on a better schedule. And I feel like I'm staying up way too late tonight watching episodes of that, trying to knock through the 45 episodes before I do my show tomorrow. So, that's all that. I hope you guys had even a fraction of much as fun as I do on these because I do super enjoy getting to make these for you. And for the 
nine people that Anchor says is my audience size currently. I do it for you. I appreciate it. I've, I'm super thankful that you take the 40 to 45 minutes out of your day to listen to me ramble on. And I promise it won't always be free. You will be annoyed by ads at some point here. And as a potential for all sponsors, why don't you hear me do this little, little ditty for ya? Introducing the Circle Water Bottle. Having a problem with pop? Pat's belly. I know I am. Circle is a great alternative to bringing great flavor in and zero calories, making it fasting friendly. Highly recommend Circle. You can pick any flavor that you want and dial it all the way up to 10, not to 11. That'd be crazy. Make sure you try Circle today, because let's be honest, you could use some more water. See? Like, these are great advertising opportunities, and no one wants to give me money to advertise for them yet. We're working on it. We're working on it. I doubt I'll get any monetization for the other video, but that seems to be more popular. So. Uh, let's see. Halloween might be a delayed episode. I am going out to movies pop up in Chicago. And we're meeting Kevin Smith there, so I'm going to be riding on that high for a while. Don't know how soon I'll get to the episode on Saturday. Hopefully tomorrow's will be sooner, but I have to get through a whole season, and it is 12.33 in the morning that I'm starting it. So we will see how that goes out. I look forward to talking about Power Rangers Lost Galaxy with all of you tomorrow. Thank you so much, all of you, for coming out and... Yet again, I think I just sat here and BS'd and, oh, we're almost at 42 minutes. We're not quite, but, um, yeah, no, thank you everyone for coming out. Very much appreciate it. Connect with me on Facebook, connect with me on Twitter, share these podcasts with friends, family, and anyone that you just generally, genuinely enjoy or even don't enjoy. If you could think of someone who would despise this show, who would hate every fraction of being of me deep diving into nerd culture, oh, definitely show them this show. Please show them this show. And tell them that at the end there's something super worth it. So they sit here and they listen to me ramble on for over 42 minutes. I just fist pumped in the air because it's over 42 minutes now. Make sure you show them this show. Tell them that there's something perfect for them to listen to. And they can just sit here and listen to me talk and talk and talk. All in lieu to be able to hear one thing at the end. And that's thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you very much, folks. I hope to see you on tomorrow's episode. Talking about Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Until then, I'm Barely Allen. May the power protect you. Good night.